Today, I had the honor and pleasure of receiving Mark and Cody from the Mac Miller Memoir. We had an incredible conversation about how they built a huge brand in memory of Mac Miller, amassing hundreds of thousands of followers across all social media platforms and organizing in-person events with thousands of people gathered together. We also delved deep into some interesting topics. They truly embody the ethos of teammate, and I couldn't be more proud of these two. I'm also very grateful that they were willing to do this. As a side note, I'd like to mention that this is still a learning curve for me in terms of production, video, audio, and setup. Many things I'm seeing may not necessarily be perfect, but I keep reminding myself that I just have to start somewhere. So I want to say thank you for watching, supporting the podcast, and know that I will only get better with each episode. That said, without further ado, let's welcome Mark and Cody. Okay, welcome guys. Cody, Mark, thanks for coming. Thanks for having us. Thanks yeah, I'm you. super... I'm super excited you guys came. Um, yeah, very happy that you guys were willing to drive up, come up. I'm, I'm, like I told you guys before, before we started recording, I'm super pumped to try to pick your brains of what you guys, you know, built and continue to build. Um, like I told you guys, I find it super impressive, um, just crazy. Thank Cra you. Thank you. It means a lot. Completely crazy and. Um, yeah, so for those listening, for those watching, I just want to kind of give a context. Correct me if I'm, you know, wrong on something or if there's something missing, okay? So Cody and Mark are presently the co-founders of the Mac Miller Memoir, right? Right. right. Okay. So it started in September 2018. Uh, it The Mac Miller Memoir has amassed hundreds of thousands of followers across social media platforms, Twitter, X, Instagram, I know you guys have a Facebook page. Um, numerous posts on social media with millions of views, from what I've seen. Featured and mentioned by very recognized music outlets like, and blogs and articles such as, and you'll probably add some in here because I know I'm missing some. <laughs> um, Billboard.com, Teen Vogue, iHeartRadio, Pittsburgh City Paper, TheSource.com, and more. There's probably others that I'm missing or even, you know, more credible sources um and from what we obviously spoke about that i really want to dive into is that you guys just finished organizing and actually realizing the fifth annual mac miller memoir celebration celebration of mac yeah celebration of mac that's what you guys call it no okay so how did <laughs> how right did into this, it yeah right into it how did this whole thing start I and you could either go first, you could either go first, but how did the whole Mac Miller memoir page idea concept start? Br yeah, bring me I think, it. so I think to take it back to 2018, Mark had a, a fan page that he was running a couple years prior that I think he lost. Yeah, because I logged in in, uh, in the UK and since it was like a different continent, they thought I was getting hacked. So they shut down my page. So oh, I, yeah, and he never got it back from there. A fan page. Yeah, a yeah. Mac Miller fan page. Oh, he used to be a big fan, so you know, all my thoughts and updates and everything. I used to keep up to date with all that. So yeah, so Mark was doing it ahead of time, so he already had sort of the, I guess, perspective of how to run things. Yeah. Um, I've always came in with like the networking and like the business mindset, so I wanted to create something, especially as a longtime fan of Mac um a channel to kind of you know keep his legacy alive to keep the conversation going to kind of keep a way for the community to stay together 
Um, and I remember reached out to him right away, kind of right after he passed. And I'm like, we need to start something to just remember him, like to keep things going. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, Mark being one of my closest friends, him already having a page prior, knowing kind of what everything worked in that social media space yeah. um, was the perfect kind of start to everything. Um, then we brought in Zach, who was our, our Pittsburgh friend um, and him being the Pittsburgh native, everything kind of just tied together really well. Um, and that was in 2018 and things kind of just slowly took off by themselves from there. That's amazing. When did Mac Miller uh, actually die? September like... of 2018. So okay. we, we just started the page a couple uh, was, couple weeks after. I think what? it was literally within like two days of his passing that we started. What? Yeah. yeah. Um, well, first and foremost, I had uh, tickets to go see him in Pittsburgh in November for his last uh, swimming tour, uh, which unfortunately didn't happen. So I was going to Pittsburgh regardless. So that's where we had our first uh, meeting. We decided to, to just bring people together, uh, people who had bought tickets from my, all, all around the world. So it was just like uh, bring people together. You oh, know? my God. Yeah. What? You still have those tickets? Yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> I was thinking for that sure, right for away. Sure. I was like, man, those tickets. Those yeah. You know, I still have all my tickets. Um, that I, I mean, Co- Cody put me on to Mac in high school. So when we were kids, so it was just like. For me, Mac is my outlet with music. He helped me through so much. I was oh, just yeah. like very, uh, I feel like a lot of people or fans feel like we, we grew up with Mac. Um, I listened to him too. I was telling yeah. my yeah. before. Like, and it's just something that we could relate to because he, he didn't feel like a, one of those artists that's just like mainstream and anything. You feel like he was quote unquote a friend. You could relate to him. Mm-hmm. You could you could understand him. So yeah. from my perspective, that's what it was, you know. Yeah, that's a very common thing amongst all of his fans that everyone kind of feels like we grew up with him. Again, like he said, like we were close with him. We were one of his friends. And I think that's kind of why people relate to him so much is that there's something in his music that we all kind of grew up with Mm. where you couldn't really get that at the time with any other artist. Um, Just he was just really relatable. And I remember in high school, I forgot who put me on to him, but I was one of the first people in our friend group to ever listen to his music. And I put him on. I put a bunch of people on. And I think that was kind of the start of just... You know, we had no idea what it would become in terms of like how much we'd love his music. Mm-hmm. But it was cool to kind of see him at the prime of his come up. But then to also kind of see him as an artist kind of explore his music and like kind of Evolve. see his, his journey. Evolve, yeah. So like a lot of people say we really kind of grew up in the aspect of like seeing him start off as an artist to like where he got to. So it was a cool kind of like uh, experience for everybody. Mm. Yeah, I remember I started listening to Mac Miller. I used to play hockey and stuff, and I used to have, like, his whole album. There was <sighs> Best Day Ever. Uh, what's the album with Nike? Nike's on my feet. Best Day Ever? <laughs> Imagine. Uh, kids, kids. Oh, my God. Kids. I was like, did I put you guys on the spot here? <laughs> oh, yeah, my that God. That was good. That was good. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I used to listen to like so much of his music mm-hmm. and I, I don't know how I had fell onto him or how I discovered him. I think it's just because he was so, I mean, on the come up or yeah. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. And and a lot of songs were catchy too. Yeah. <laughs> so that obviously, you know, went around. Yeah. Uh, but I remember I used to listen to him like on on the road to my games in the mm-hmm. bus and it, would use, and it would get me in this like... I don't know, this vibe or this mood, mm. this something. I don't know. And, you know, I didn't have the whole thing of like, oh, it, you know, the same connection that you guys were seeing, mm-hmm. probably because I'm not into like music that right. much, I guess. But like, you know, there's certain songs and musics and, and, and certain artists, I guess, 
that have certain vibes to their yeah. songs and I remember that it was just that and I kept listening it you know non-stop on, on the road to my games I remember like it was yesterday and uh yeah it's uh yeah I think we all kind of have like those core memories of listening to his music like we, we could always pinpoint either one of his songs or something to a memory that we had growing up yep and just to touch on it really quick, like that was such a cool like era of music oh. of like mm. downloading songs, putting it on your iPod, like figuring out that like, what piff. songs you wanted to like. LimeWire. Lime oh wire, like, my God. No pirates. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was the best though. I, I yeah. totally agree with that. Yeah. Oh my God. Uh, and I remember even, I think, I don't know if it was with you. I remember, shout out to someone uh, that we went to high school with, but I remember skipping school for a lot of his releases. Like, knowing that music was coming out and, like, we had to skip school so we could, like, listen to it and yeah. download it to put on our iPods. Were you were you guys the types to go to, like, uh, you know, the CD stores? Like, you know, HMV? Here oh, yeah, yeah, big time, big time. Yeah, yeah. Me, personally. Was it that time? It was uh, there was time. CDs, yeah, it was yeah. CDs. It was a little release, but yeah. um, I remember, I think, Macadelic came out and that was in 2012. And after school, I went straight to, like, uh, HMV or... Yeah, HMV. Yeah. HMV and... You know, bought three three CDs. You know, just I wanted one to open, one to listen and to, there. and one to, to keep as a me- memory. And I still have to this day all my CDs and everything. Oh my god, yeah. that's so sick. Okay, yeah. um, so <laughs> tell me more in detail because I'm I'm I'm, inter- I'm stuck on this. Mm-hmm. You know, you started the fan page, and then you know it kind of got suspended or deleted or whatever. You kind of introduced him to, I guess, the music of, of Mac Miller. No. How did it start, though, the, the, the page, the Mac Miller memoir? Like, how did that come about? Did you just, like, you send him a message or he send you a message like, oh, we should start this? Or, like, how, how did that start? I, that's a good question. I don't remember who messaged who, but I think it was a very, like, um, parallel conversation where we like we were aligning towards the same thing like we wanted yeah. to keep his legacy alive and you know mem- re- remember him for who he was and the what he did in the industry you know how he helped many people fight through depression or you know just keep his uh, legacy alive and we we aligned with this and we decided to you know Pittsburgh is is definitely the place to be it's his hometown Blue Slide Park it's just so fitting so it was just like everything just fell into place and we were like yeah, let's just bring the community out there and celebrate his life once a year. That's amazing. Yeah, at the time, I think Mark was the biggest Mac fan that I knew. So, like, hearing of his passing, obviously, it, it took a toll on me because it was one of the only artists that I grew up with, like, listening to. But the first thing that I thought of when I when I found out the news was him because he was, like, the biggest fan that I knew. Hmm. So, after checking in on him to make sure, like, did you hear the news? Like, well, like, how are you feeling about it? I remember, like, immediately my thoughts went to, like, what can we do to, like... Again, because we were already kind of, I guess, closely enmeshed with the community that yeah. was already built on Twitter and social media. So reaching out to a lot of people on Twitter, kind of keeping the conversation going, like, how's everybody doing? We wanted a way to keep that conversation going, going. and not let it just fade away. Um, and then, like I said, reaching out to him, knowing he was the biggest fan, like, it just made sense instantly. Like, everything just clicked. So, um, yeah, we started, I think, within the like that week or a couple of days post the the passing and yeah i mean it started off slow but just being able to reach out to anybody that we could in the community to just like how are you guys doing like checking in kind of keeping the conversation going let's let's talk about the happy memories that you know that we've experienced and uh it was incredible to see how many people had the same mindset as us really where it wasn't it wasn't any weird conversation it wasn't like 
you know, everyone had a story to share of, of how his music either touched them or saved their lives or, and it was cool to be kind of a platform or I guess an arena to share that and, and kind of spread the news so more people could relate. Yeah. And that even to this day is one of like the biggest things for us that when we get those stories shared to us or like even people that always comment on our posts like, oh, Mac, Max Music saved my life or, or sharing those kind of stories. It just brings us back to like that day of like, we're just a giant community like everyone's in it together and again that's kind of why it just made sense to start it off because that's what we wanted it to be where did you guys see the news when it happened i remember exactly where i was for sure i was at the gym with my brother and it like i saw it on my phone and i actually i didn't hear the news i got like several texts of my friends like are you okay like i didn't know i was i was working i mean they they know you're a huge yeah yeah you know so i mean i it just it struck to me and it was just like I had to take a moment like it just sinking in taking it in like man i'm not gonna get new music or you know you have all these thoughts and like someone you grew up listening to that like you attach to a lot i attach myself to him you know so it's, uh, it's just him and his music and it was just it, it was it was a heavy time for me it was uh you know my my grandmother had just passed away so for me it was just uh. like a a big vicious cycle of like emotions running through me and at the time of my grandmother's passing, I used Max Music as an outlet, so it was just like cutting the bridge between those two. So it was really hard for me. But uh, yeah, I remember where I was and at what time of the day it was, and I remember on the drive home I started bawling my ass out. I've never cried for a, like a celebrity death ever. It never affected me that way. So it was just like yeah. Yeah, I think I found out too through just like people spamming me. Like, did you hear the news? Like, like did you see like how you whatever? Because it must have hit like really hard in terms of like artists or music, like yeah. because he was pretty popular like at that time, right? Yeah. Like you know, I knew who he yeah. was, so it must have hit hard like the whole community, you know, the whole yeah. What do you call it? I the mean, whole music scene or it's a tough conversation to kind of bring up, especially lately with how many artists are passing away due to you know the things that they're dealing with. Not to get into details, but yeah. Um, yeah, I, I remember getting a bunch of texts of people just asking me, like, did you see the news? Like, like, how? what do you think? Like, are you okay? And I didn't believe it at first because, like, you know, growing up, you don't believe things on the internet. People are making fake pictures every other day and, like, seeing a news headline of, like, Mac Miller, whatever. Yeah. I didn't believe it. So the first thing I did is I was checking Google. Like, I searched his name and, like, all the articles were coming up. And I remember just, like, sitting at my desk in my room and just, like, I had to lean back for a minute to kind of, like, process what I just saw. In terms of it being real. Yeah, and then like Mark said, it was the first time that any passing of a celebrity or an artist really kind of like felt, again, because we grew up with them, so it felt like I knew him personally. And it was the first time where a passing like that really, like I felt the loss that I, I, which was weird because like for a celebrity or an artist that you listen to, you've never met them, you don't know them personally, like it's not someone that you interact with. So to feel that kind of loss and that kind of like that feeling in you, it, it was weird. It was, I've never felt it before. And I remember questioning myself, like, why, why is this hitting me so hard? Like, I don't know the guy. Exactly. So, and I think that was kind of the first time that, again, you know, feeling that for an artist where it just clicked, where I was like, there was something more than the music. So, and I think that's what a lot of people relate to, too, is just, again, growing up with him, you felt like you knew him. So, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't easy by any means, but it was, um, it was shocking, I think, for everybody. For sure. Like, oh, my God. Oh, I, I, yeah, I, I can't imagine that. Like, 
even the people close to him, like like you guys, you know, like you said, you didn't kind of know him personally yeah. or in person. So imagine, and you got that effect. So imagine yeah. people like in his, his family, yeah, yeah, in his surroundings, like I don't know, a manager or a, mm-hmm. I don't know, like you know, his entourage of people. Yeah. Imagine, imagine what yeah. they must have felt, or like if he was able to have an impact on people. Yeah in a way where he never either met them or had a conversation with them or didn't even know them personally on a daily basis. Imagine the people in his close entourage. Like, you can't imagine. Like, that's so... And just the music part, knowing that there's... Like you said, you know, um, you said... I can't remember what you said before, but, like, you were, like, uh, thinking that there wasn't going to be other songs or something like that. Yeah, like a future release. Future releases. Yeah. Thinking of all those things. Like, imagine the people super close, or not close, but just, like... Uh, it's yeah. it's it's something else and like you say like there's so many like hoaxes and like you know mm-hmm. fake stories or TMZ you know that, that yeah. type of yeah. stuff so like I totally get what you're saying about that like yeah, you see it often so some the first you know the first uh, view of let's say the headline you're like okay is this come on yeah. is this fake and then you, you're like oh shit it is fake uh, it is real I mean yeah. it is real you're like oh my god like uh, did you guys prior to him passing Prior to you guys starting the page and getting into to this, did you ever meet him in person? I did uh, prior a few times. Yeah, I went yeah. Uh, I went to LA actually to see a, a show of his, oh. and I got a meeting greet. I got twice in Montreal too, so I met him like three four times. Um, genuine guy. At the third and fourth time, he remembered who I was. So like he was very like um, he took attention to his fans he cared about his fan base so it was really cool to be like oh, wow. yeah he did it to a lot of fans too like, yeah. there's a lot of stories of like people doing multiple meeting greets and him remembering people like it's really cool that's the best thing like yeah. it I, adds in so much it adds yeah. value it adds yeah you know incredible you know, so you know how many people are probably you know in a position that he was in absolutely that wouldn't you know number one they don't care yeah. exactly and, and he, that's why too like to this day why the community is so strong because he was a very genuine person I mean, like, I'm sure we'll get into this later on, too. But, like, in the, the music industry, I think, like, he's one of the most respected, loved artists in the industry. Like, he didn't have problems with anybody. No one had beef with him. There was no, like, weird stuff online. Like, he was just, uh, he was a genuine person. Like, every artist respected his music. So, and that's hard to find these days. Because, like, dude, it's either you're, you're, you're fake and people can see through that or you're genuine, which is really hard to find. Yeah. So... And a lot of people too, it's either the fakeness or they're controlled by someone yeah. above them to have a certain branding or, yeah. you know, mm. say, say things or not say things. But that the authenticity part is the, is the biggest thing Yeah, for him to remember, like, come on, that, that's, that's as insane. a person and also in his music, because like the way I think we all connected so much with his music was, you know, good times, bad times. He would talk about it in his music. He yeah. wasn't scared to to voice how he was feeling or when he was feeling so it was just like very relatable to everyone you're going through good times you're going through bad times talk about it and that's what he was doing through his music and it was just yeah. it was beautiful man god that's nice that's so you never met him prior huh? i never got to meet him um which was crazy i remember and, and this is a funny story there he did a, a show close to montreal he did it in laval which was a very huh? weird yeah it was like a small festival, festival yeah that? Mercy. And the funny thing is, is again, what? because I have a, a network, a social networking background where I was really good at like making connections. Yeah. I remember finessing our way for both of us because he still had that Mac Miller page where I, I wrote into the festival and I was pretending to be a news outlet through his page. 
And I was like, we, we run this, this Mac Miller page and we want to get content for, you know, our Twitter or whatever. And we ended up getting media passes, which again, the finesse way. But that was probably the closest that I've gotten. And that was probably one of the, the coolest experiences that kind of started off everything. Because like, again, getting to be up close and, and personal. Yeah. And and spoiler alert, we didn't take any pictures, but um, it was it was hilarious. Media passes with two iPhones, just like, <laughs> <laughs> everyone has the big cameras with two kids. Like, yeah, it was good. It was good. Yeah. It, was good. Oh, it was cool for us though. We were younger. We were geeking out because like again, we we're looking at like one of our idols on yeah. stage, and it was just a cool experience. So like again, getting to see that that rawness to him, that real kind of person, meeting some of the, the guys that were in his crew too, who were, to this day we're friends with now. But like being able to meet them and have conversations with them because we got to be so close to the stage and all that. That's a cool experience. Oh, how it's crazy how if it was now, you wouldn't have to finesse your way, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Times have changed. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, but you got to do yeah. those things too. And it's good that you did that. And yeah. Laval out of all places. I know. It was a very, I don't understand to this day why it was there. But it happened I'm one year. That it, yeah. it was a one year festival. It never happened again. Yeah, That's what it was. Yeah. That's I don't strange. know. I think it was an opening of something or I don't know why. I, I think the headliner was... A country band or something if i'm not mistaken also it, he was under yeah, yeah like it a, was like a it was a weird like smaller version of a festival yeah. it was like a mix-up of artists and he, he ended up being on it which is really cool so right beside our, our home it was right beside the montmorency uh, oh uh, in laval yeah 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 so maybe it was like the opening, opening of a of renovation the... or i don't know it was right across where the school is where yeah. um Close to um, like uh, Place Belle. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I think that's probably that's where it was. It was probably yeah, another, probably, yeah. Uh, oh wow, no. well, it's not a bad spot, but it's just it's funny. It's random. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 random. It's, just, it's really weird how things come full circle, but also just yeah. how that worked out. Like of all places, why was it so close to home, and why was he on the roster? Like it was cool. That's, how did you guys find find out he was going there? Uh, I guess it was probably on like an announcement. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it was probably the only tour date for the year. I think for our city. So it was a random. Yeah, it wasn't. He wasn't on tour or anything, and it was just like a random concert yeah. in Laval. It's like we're gonna go. Yeah, one hundred percent. It was probably not that expensive. We didn't pay. We, yeah, we didn't know. Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> finesse, the yeah, finesse yeah. part. So I, I had. We had tickets and we gave it to our friends because we oh, bought yeah. tickets and then we got media passes. So yeah. we were like, okay. To anyone listening, sometimes you got to do what you got to do. So, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. But don't, I don't recommend doing that now. But I mean, it, <laughs> worked. it worked. It worked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It worked. Did you get? Did you get? Did you? They're gonna get a message. Did you get this from Cody? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Ten years too late. So where's the content that yeah. you guys are supposed to take? <laughs> to be continued. Yeah. You you were saying before, like you know, you were in your car, and you know, you started just crying about you know the news and how you yeah. really started thinking more and you were like i don't usually think you know it's the first feeling like that towards like a celebrity or an idol and it's crazy that you say that because i don't mean to sound like you know i guess weird but like not weird but like i'm not the type to either like to have idols or people i look up to and like mm -hmm. you know looked up for me it's a, it's weird because i always think like oh that person has two eyes it's just a, a it's a human yeah. yeah it's a human i'm not one to like you know be like oh my god yeah, yeah, yeah. i'm not like that maybe for some but it's like to to go to that extent where you're saying like you know it was pretty much only that person that you have this idol feel mm -hmm. Must have, like, yeah, it must have hit pretty hard prior to him, like, how he impacted. Yeah, people. that's, like, that's I'm just thinking of it because for me, like, 
I don't know. I haven't. I don't have like a, you know. A... Yeah. I don't really have that for anybody else now. And I think I, I don't want to speak for him, but I think the reason why we had that connection with him was because we didn't see him as a celebrity. Like it really felt like we knew him through his music. Uh, so it was almost like finding out that one of our friends passed away. Like it was a very weird personal connection, which again, mm -hmm. it, it's hard to kind of make sense of. Yeah. But I think that's why he was the only person who we had that connection with. Which makes sense. How he, and you start thinking like, oh my God, my friend is not yeah. either physically that, that, mm -hmm. yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. That's interesting. Oh my God. And in general, for myself, I'm not an emotional person. Like, I, I don't cry. I cried when my grandmother passed, you know, big statements in my life. Yeah. But uh, in general, it's I'm trying to find my soft spot, soft side now. I'm trying to good. ease into it, you know. It's, it's, it's okay though. to cry, man. Yeah, it's yeah, a, yeah. And especially for those things. Yeah, you especially know. Especially for those things. Like, like, what are you trying to prove holding everything in? Like, yeah, exactly. Just, and everybody goes, I guess, through something Yeah, like through the motions, for sure. Um. The so I want to speak about the annual celebration. Yeah. The now you guys just did the fifth annual um, uh, celebration Mac, of Mac. Celebration of Mac, the fifth annual one, um, which is crazy because I remember seeing you guys posting about it the first year and seeing all the posts about it, and yeah. it's crazy that five years later, um, or yeah, we're going into the sixth, but like yeah. five years later, there's already like five events, five celebration of, of Mac. Mm -hmm. so five celebrations of mac that are yeah. you know checked and done um how did that idea like come i know before you were mentioning you know um you went to I w yeah i was going to pittsburgh regardless to see him live yes. in pittsburgh um and it was just like an opportunity for all the fans that were already going to the concert in pittsburgh to just meet up and like you know be together and not feel alone um whether you're going through everything you know like it's it was just like a come together moment and i think it's the in the same optic as our overall what we're trying to do creating a community that we're here for one another you don't have to go through this alone you know if you need someone to talk to we're always here to listen uh, and this community built itself off of that you know um so it started off as that uh, i think we had uh, a bit less than 100 people 75 people that showed up to the first one um and then move forward to 150 the year after 400 the year after that one and now we're in two cities doing over 2,000 people so it's uh, it's growing bigger bigger every year i think the important kind of transition for us too is when it first started it was more of like a memorial thing mm -hmm. and we kind of transitioned into like a celebration of life um mm. aspect of it so that we're kind of more getting together to celebrate his music celebrate his legacy and his life instead yeah. of necessarily mourning his loss which I think kind of touches more on like the Saturn emotions. Yes, I, I totally agree with that. Mm -hmm. um, and it was something that was really kind of aligned with the family too. They wanted to kind of keep it towards that direction, which Good. I think is the is the right thing to do. Yeah. So, um, and I think that's also giving us more of the, the the freedom now to expand and do what we want to do because we have more ideas to make it more of a immersive experience, a more fun experience for people attending. An so it's not, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So it's not so much as like, you know, show up, we're all going to cry together. Like we had those moments still, which is really nice to kind of like bond together, but it's also like, you know, Turning let's remember page. him for what he was a really dope artist and let's mm -hmm. just celebrate that. Uh, wow. It's, it's, it's amazing. Like, I, yeah. I, I love, I, I, I keep saying it because like, and I even told you guys before, we, you know, we, were, we recorded, but like, 
for me, I, I find it crazy and, and like just incredible because like you essentially started something and it grew into something. Mm -hmm. And I know before you, you, you had mentioned like before when we weren't recording, you mentioned the word like, you know, you're kind of like, you're essentially starting from ground zero, but yeah. not because you're like, you use the word piggybacking off yeah. of like, you know, someone, I guess, who had uh, reach and, yeah. and, and exposure but, and, and stuff. But nonetheless, like I wouldn't take away like the, the, the work and the um, credit from of what you guys like, because it's, it's super difficult. That's mm -hmm. why I'm saying that it's super difficult. Yeah, it's 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 it takes a lot of consistency, like we were saying before, um, commitment, uh, organization, uh, logistics. You mentioned before, like especially yeah. now, probably or more so in the last like couple of years, mm -hmm. or even more than that, because yeah. even hundred people or so is a lot. Like f for me, it's so impressive, and I find it cool too because the root of everything the foundation of everything is something that you guys enjoy yeah and regardless of all of what it is on the outside like you you just you do it because you 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 just we want to do it yeah, yeah. You like yeah. it it's attached to you from the get-go for me like those are the most it's the best things like mm -hmm. it's not just like you were sitting at a table and being like oh what can we start you know oh, let's pick this you know and yeah more to yeah. it so for me it's like I don't know. I just, I, I love seeing those things and hearing those things. Uh, and imagine in the next five years. And, yeah. Who knows, man? Oh, yeah. and just the whole interactive community, like experience the vision that you guys have. Yeah. That's the best. And, and like, you know, I, I named the, the podcast, the team made podcast, mm -hmm. because for me, it's all about, you know, that teammate like approach, mm -hmm. that community like approach, how every person can help one another team you know together everyone achieves more and yeah. that's why i kind of want to start this too so the fact that you guys you know have a vision of like you know we want to bring people together celebrate this person who had a crazy impact and yeah. still does you know because it continues yeah. um we're gonna celebrate all of this and then you know you mentioned his parents you know having the same type of vision in terms of celebrating yeah and i, I like that i i, I yeah. love seeing things like that hearing about it seeing where it is now uh, I remember, I think it was the first year. I, th I think it was the first year, probably the, yeah, per couple two. I remember seeing a video and it was taken on a phone, I think, of, um, I think it was the first year. Everyone at, at like the, the park, the blue slide park. I went viral, right? It, it was everyone singing together with like, yeah, yeah, classes. yeah. That was in 2019, I believe. Yeah, 2019. So, okay, so that was the second year. I think so. Yeah. Second or and third, it, it was one of them. So yeah. I remember seeing that and I'm like, you know how crazy that is? Yeah. For everyone to gather around, like imagine yeah. like you being him or him, you know, being yeah. there and yeah. seeing everyone. And, no, like that's crazy. I, we, yeah. I mean, I got goosebumps when it happened. I'm getting, that's why yeah. I did this. I'm yeah. getting so now, like that's crazy. Yeah. Like, I think what was really cool uh, too was like that did go viral like i think every music blog picked it up yeah. and seeing all the comments it was just nothing but love like unison which again you don't really find that in the music industry but everybody mm -hmm. had something nice to say everyone found it so touching and like that's all we wanted to do so it was really cool <laughs> yeah. and it's crazy and it's not that's that's not just the music industry either that's every single industry yeah. where there's always like those haters or there's always yeah. going to be those type of people no matter where mm -hmm. no matter what no. um 
but for it to not pop out no one pop up yeah. in terms of like the whole negativity and how could you also for something like that you would have yeah. to be really shitty like i mean there's the, definitely there's definitely uh, a handful of people that still do which we don't obviously give any attention right, to yeah, but yeah, yeah. I, I mean, mean the majority is it doesn't outweigh the negatives you know no. like at the no. even for me like every time we do our events i get like at least one or two comments of like thank you guys so much for doing this yeah. it means the world to me and like i wait all year for this moment and just that one person telling me this i made a difference in that person's yeah. life and it's just like such a great feeling as an individual you know you're making all together they're making this happen because yeah. again me and him let's throw an event no one shows up we have no event so it's the community itself that when they come they bring those positive vibes surrounding us and it's just like it's a very heartwarming moment you guys are driving the boat yeah in other words yeah we're just setting it up and setting then setting it up yeah. making sure the, the the you know yeah i, I find it ah it's cool i, I love yeah. it I, I love seeing that because like i've been in the you know the social media or the i guess building something type thing where it takes other people i guess yeah so to see that is 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 cool and it's also fun to see how it's still there five years later and you guys yeah. are still active on it yeah because it, that's difficult to do like we were saying yeah. before like that's super difficult to do mm-hmm. um and this year we expanded to uh, la we added another city so that's that's definitely like something out of our bucket list that we have to check also you know like uh first time first time and yeah. the outcome was amazing who are expectations of yeah, yeah. so <laughs> yeah we're expecting crazy. 400 people there's 1100 that showed up so you know like it's it's crazy it's and he was saying like close to 2k so total total, total, for, total. All, for all the events like all for all the events right. yeah, yeah 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 uh, <laughs> 2000 it's yeah. a concert <laughs> exactly yeah. it's a concert i think i don't know if it was the venue themselves who said it or, or attendees or one of our friends but someone mentioned that like the vibe that you get at these events you can't experience through video and people were saying that like you really have to go to experience it because it's genuinely like you're at his concert without him being there like everyone's cheering everyone's jumping together singing his songs like everyone's turning up and like to get that experience and the artist isn't even in the room with you or i don't know who else does it like that again because again not to knock anyone else's fan base but like that's really special like that's cool yes and anybody, like, artist-wise, who can touch your fans like that, who could have that impact in their lives, Anyone. is insane. Mm-hmm. And that's why, like, it's 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 cool that what we do, again, nothing... I don't like to think of, like, what we do as anything spectacular or special or, like, unique. I do, though. Thank you. <laughs> I, I do, but... Yeah, but on. in that sense of, like... Again, it's just everyone has that experience together. Everyone's having fun. Everyone's... It, it, it's a cool thing to be a part of. I'm gonna have to come to one one day. You I have to absolutely. That. You I have to. to, to just You'd have a good time, that. honestly. Yeah. Even if you're not like that much of a fan of his music, being there, you're gonna enjoy it. Oh, we've had a ton of people come up to us and say like, "We've never really listened to Mac like that. Yeah. We're never huge fans." But like being here with everybody really changed our outlook on things. Like that's a cool thing to like for people to tell us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it probably also like just solidified everything about like yeah. the, the whole this project, just Mac Miller. Yeah. Because um, now you're in the trenches, you know, you're yeah. in it now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I have to come one day. Yeah, for sure. For sure. My God. No. Why not? <laughs> What's stopping you? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I might have no. to finesse myself to get some media passes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Full circle. Uh, we'll well, see. boss. We'll yeah. <laughs> you have the personal invite on the table now on camera, so you have to. Okay. So. Pro- okay. Probably not that you guys, well. 
I, I don't know what months it would be, but yeah, I would. That'd be crazy. Yeah. I'd love that. Absolutely. <laughs> I'd love it. Um, so uh, before, you know, you were just mentioned about, um, uh, you know, some people know his music, some people don't. I knew his music. Obviously, I, obviously I still do. Yeah. Um, I was going to save this question for later. It kind of puts you on the spot because you don't know the question prior to me asking. I feel like I already know where this is going. So, it's, a, it's a pretty standard question that we get pretty often if it's what I'm thinking. And now you're putting me on like a pressure. <laughs> now you're sweating. Yeah, yeah. I've been sweating since before. But, um, <laughs> so, you know, among all his uh, his songs and albums. And stuff, <laughs> That's exactly uh, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Go do ahead. you want to repeat the question to me? Yeah. Do you have a favorite project or what, what song touches you the most? Like what, what memory do you have? It's close to that. But it's even more specific. So it's... Okay. Oh, no. And I'm going to ask it for each person. Yeah. You could probably say both at the same time or one before the other. For the rest for the rest of your lives now, if you were to have to pick one song to listen to mm. the rest of your lives, what would that song be? And you could take the time to think because I know... Clarity. That's the name of the song? 100%. To this Damn. day. Yeah. To this day. That's my go-to song. Tell me why. Is it just the vibe? It's, lyrics honestly it's a mix of everything um that project itself had such a beatles influence and beatles are my uh personal band um i, I grew up because of my father listening to the beatles so like macadelic was very a psychedelic project that like intertwines with the beatles um so that entire project for me is my favorite piece of uh, art but macadelic it was just like uh, clarity sorry it was just it's that song where it's like it's not heavy you could just listen to it, it breathes, it flows, and the lyrics are really meaningful too. So for me, it's just that song since 2012 has been my favorite song. Yeah. Oh, yeah. To so this that day. would be the one on the I, If I'm on an island, I have one song, I'm listening to that song for the rest of my life. Do you have one, Pony? Did you ever? Th- I don't, it's but it's tough. I don't think I do, but if I had to choose one, well, I'm you really love, sorry, but you really love music, like, yeah. you know, at the foundation of everything. Yeah, so, so I, I think with, with any, with, yeah, it's hard for me to pick a single song regardless because it's just, there's so many things that influence my taste, I guess. If I had to pick one, I'd probably say, like, Best Day Ever or, like, Good Evening, which is one of his earlier songs. And the reason being, I think, especially with Best Day Ever, it was one of, like, the first songs that, like, you could always pin back to a memory or, like, me watching the music video of where I was at that point, how where I was in my life. Mm. Yeah. Um, it's one of those two, probably. When you listen to that song, Clarity, what what um, reaction do you have to it? When you listen to it, do you? Does it I get a mix you? of emotions. I get everything. It's so like emotions a, meaning sadness, smiling. Uh, yeah, because it? it's a very sad song, but it brings me joy. It's like see. you see through the light. It's clarity. It's. Uh, I mean, the, that's a really deep answer. That's like a yeah, music, like as a music lover answer. To yeah. find like the light in like even the sad songs, like there's yeah. always depth to that. That's why I'm. That's why I was kind of asking yeah. this. I wanted to see what type of song it was, and if I were to listen to it and the vibe it goes mm-hmm. in my ears and brain, maybe I'm gonna take it differently. Yeah. So that's mm-hmm. the most interesting. And even the music video is really interesting. It's very artsy, very artistic. Um, you have like some ballerina. I don't want to say ballerina. I don't know what kind of dance it is, but it's like um soft thing yeah it's like a Artistic. ballet type of thing and they're hanging on the ropes and they're like spinning mm. it's very beautiful it's a very really? beautiful made uh music video and the music is just i mean i get goosebumps still talking yeah. about it i mean for me it's uh, it's definitely that one song that's just gonna stick with me for the rest of my life and you i'm, I'm curious i'm curious to ask this what like yeah. when you listen to that song or just even 
you know, when you listen to this, his songs overall, like, ah, that's a tough question, but you probably get a, just a mixture of things. And also, yeah. I guess, in, in what state you're in, you'll probably yeah, refer I think to this song. The beauty of his music is he has, he truly has a project for everything. Like, there, mm-hmm. there's an album that it could be specific for if you're going through heartbreak, or an album specific if you just want to turn up for the weekend. Um, for this specific song, like Best Day Ever, it's just like, it's an influx influx of, like, happiness and also sadness because I remember listening to that song in high school, was going through certain things, or just, it's tough. It, it is truly, like I said, a mixture of things, yeah. but it, it brings back, especially, like, in the beginning of the video of him, like, running through the field. Mm. Like, that childness, like, joy in him. Like, mm. that's what kind of brings over me. Okay, so we'll pause it. We'll come pause. back. I, I want to say something, and it... It's linked directly to this, and okay. I took the simplest one that caught my eye. I'm going to tell you. Okay. okay. We're good. We're, we're good. back. We're back. Yeah, we're back. So like I was saying, you know, I'm someone very spiritual in the sense that, like, I look looking at quotes, things in books, um, you know, uh, different meanings to a lot of things, whether it's a form of visual or audio or something, just... Mainly because I, you get an idea of either who the person is or what the project is about or, or whatever. And I fell on a Mac Miller quote. And I'm not too sure if it's on an album like I told you or where mm. it's from. But 100%, well, I'm not going to say 100. I'm 99% sure it's from Mac Miller because it, I, I did my research. Um, and the reason why I took it is because, you know... He had such a, a big impact and still has a big impact through his music and how he was as a person in terms of his authenticity, how grounded he was. That's the word I wanted to mention before. I think that describes him really good mm-hmm. in terms of being grounded uh, and just authentic and raw and not over seeing himself over anyone. And I think that's a huge part of probably a lot of his success probably too or how a lot of uh, how he branded himself in a way right. mm-hmm. without even you know uh, creating something fake um and you know i had asked you what the song clarity brings to you and you you responded i asked you what your song brought to you and and i'm in a quote a mac miller quote it's no matter where life takes me find me with a smile mm-hmm so simple pursuit to be happy always laughing like a child exactly it's true that's though crazy. It's so, <laughs> isn't, it's, 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 yeah i even think i'm getting goosebumps bro mm. it's so simple as a quote but like just that reading it and has it kept, meaning to it has meaning to it and it's a, it's the one that kept standing out because of how simple yeah. it was how impactful it is not only for just for anybody and um you know yeah, I just wanted to share that quote just because you could kind of tell what type of person, yeah. what type of music uh, he was putting out. And, you know, yes, okay, there's maybe songs that, you know, intertwine with sadness or the emotions, but that doesn't take the f- the the smile and happiness and the fun out of, mm-hmm. you know, his music or th- things that he had in mind. So. Yeah, I wanted to share that quote, and it's crazy how I said that quote, yeah. and you just said that because, you know... Yeah, because that, that lyric's just... part of Best Day Ever. That's the song that I chose. Really? Yeah. That's even crazier. I didn't yeah. know that. I didn't know that at all. Oh, yeah, I see Best Day Ever now. Oh, yeah. Um, I, 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 didn't, I didn't know. Sometimes, yeah, I didn't, I didn't think of the albums. It doesn't process, yeah. yeah. It doesn't process. And so for me, as like more of an outsider... 
you know, I'm looking at this quote and attaching him to it. And I'm like, I, I get a feel of, you know, what he was shooting for, what yeah. he, he stood for and what he kind of, um, when he woke up each day, what his, I guess, mission statement was and what he really uh, held on to was, was that. And I think, you know, I'm going to say it again, no matter where life takes me, find me with a smile. And I think just that, no matter what situation you're in and, you know, with what you guys are doing to celebrate his success, his life, his entourage, you know, that brings a lot of smile to a Absolutely. lot of people, which is, again, like the, the, the most impactful thing for anyone. And uh, it's crazy because like, you know, him looking down and seeing these two random people just yeah. create this i don't know what you would call it but I w i'm not going to say page but create this community community mm -hmm. or can yeah just like take people together just to, yeah and create this environment create this environment imagine how he must feel and i don't know i just yeah. uh that quote stood out to me and I had to share it and, you know, based off of what you guys were saying about the songs, that's yeah. even crazier now that that's the song mm, that you yeah. mentioned. And then everything that just happened prior to us coming back. Um, yeah, like you mentioned too before, the, the authenticity and the rawness that he had uh, in his music, uh, you could really tell throughout any projects, like things that stand out to me with like Faces or like any of his other projects. He was never, he never shied away from speaking or putting into song what he was going through at that time. So he would, if he was going through rough mm -hmm. patches or he was going through really serious things, he wasn't afraid to put that into his music. Yeah. So I think that is something, again, that people kind of really related to. But having that kind of artist, that kind of, again, a lot of people considered him as a friend that could speak on the emotions that you have that some people just don't have the voice to kind of, you know, put out or speak to someone else. Being able to have that in music form was really raw and, you know... Again, looking back at, at certain projects that I don't want to mention specifics, but even for myself in certain periods of my life where, you know, sometimes you don't even know what you're going through or how to put it into words, but listening to the song, you're like, he gets it. Mm -hmm. So that's why, like, he literally has a song for everything. He has a project for every kind of emotion, but there's always something that people can, like, tie into a certain, like, point in their life. That's so interesting. Just music itself. Imagine life without music. I, or don't don't yeah. I, I don't i don't I'm know starting to sweat right now yeah. like, I, I, was I, don't, I can't remember what i was thinking of that i was thinking about that i can't remember what i was doing I, anyways i can't remember what the scenario was but i was like imagine no music yeah you take away that the one thing in life that everyone has in common yeah whether like different genres yes but like everyone listens to music at some point yeah and it's, music's a beautiful thing man like even agreed as someone who has a background in music, but being able to pick any song and everybody in the room could interpret it differently or have a different emotion attached to it, mm. it's it's beautiful. Yeah, like I was saying before, like I could listen to that song Clarity. Mark have certain feelings about it or certain, yeah. you know, yeah, feelings about it. I could listen to it and have something completely, completely yeah. different mm. and think about different things in my head and my life. That's what's beautiful about yeah. it. Yeah. You it's know? the best. It's the best. Um Okay, so this is a, a, a cool question. Um, and you could include him in it, Mac Miller, obviously. Living or dead, you get three invite-only tickets you, 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 send, you send to people to have dinner with, with you. Who are these people? Obviously, we know who's going to be there, probably. Oh, right? yeah. You yeah. could say no, and it's yeah. fine, yeah. because, you know, 
Um, so are we talking about only music artists or anyone? Anyone? Anyone. Oof. Okay. And you could anyone, anyone. Whether it's your family, whether it's your. I would put my grandmother in there. Nice. That's fair. I would go back and have That's a fair. dinner with my grandmother. Yeah. Nice. She she raised me like a her son. So for me, I I didn't grow up with a mother. She passed away when I was super young. So she took on that role. So for me, it's a it's a big missing piece wow. in my life right now. So definitely would uh, would have her at the table. I think she'd get along with Mac too. So it's, it's <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, she was oh. uh, she was cool. Um, and probably and you're sending these invites, you know, you're, or you're calling them. You're it's three tickets, so six in total, three for you, three for you. So is it like a guarantee they're showing up, or they they get okay? They're showing just, up just in case they decline. <laughs> they're showing okay, up. Okay, got it. And uh, Paul they're McCartney from the Beatles. Oh. Still alive, but the okay. Yeah, yeah, Sir Paul McCartney. Sir okay. Paul. Uh, Sorry, fair. living or dead. Yeah. Definitely. So your grandmother? Yeah. Mac. Mac. Mac Miller. And, and Paul Mr. McCartney. Yeah. That's the dinner. Yeah. And you're there, Mark. I'm there. That'd be a sick dinner. <laughs> Crazy, right? Nice what a little... podcast that would be. <laughs> oh, wow. Well. Yeah. Cody? It's, I, and it's... You, you don't need to put Mac Miller in there, too. And that's fine, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, and the reason why I'm saying that is because people might think like, oh, he's not putting him yeah. in there. But look at what you guys are doing together. So yeah. I'm just being living or dead. It could be three friends. It could be whatever what, what would that just dinner be that you know that's a really tough question because just i mean artists alone is tough enough but to, to kind of include anybody is tough and i mean mark had a pretty deep answer too so it's kind of hard to match that yeah um i think one seat would go to mac just to have a conversation to be like look at what's what we, going on now yeah. like look at the, the impact you left and to kind of have a conversation about that would be cool um the second seat, I don't know. I think it would have to be like a Steve Jobs or like an Elon Musk. Really? Just to get like the business kind of like pick their brains a little bit. Yeah. That's interesting. That, um, I was just about to say that's super interesting because it's so like yeah opposite. I think if you only get three seats, it's kind of cool to like expand or like be a diverse selection of yeah. people so yeah. that everyone could share their backgrounds and kind of get something out of it. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, look, Mac Miller and, and Mark's grandmother. I'm not saying anything. That would be a pretty I'm interesting conversation. It's not Mac Miller style, but I'm assuming it's different. She did yeah. like some of his music, so. Oh, she listened. Wow. Yeah, she. No way. She used to buy it, like when I was a kid um, for tickets and everything. She used to like. I used to tell her like, "Oh, he's coming." He's like, "Oh, I'll buy your tickets." Like, go. Oh, yeah. No so. Way. Yeah. It was. Uh, oh. She was great. She was great. Yeah, Maybe we should have our like dinner parties together and just bring them all. Bring them all together. One giant sick. table. You're missing a person though. I am missing a person. My grandma. Would it be anyone in your family? Would it be a friend? You can't invite Mark, obviously. It's okay. Uh, I don't want to be there. <laughs> I would. Yeah, I'm. I'm tired of Mark. Um, I would love to have someone from my family there, but I feel like I wouldn't be able to choose, and I feel like I would want either all of them there together, or if I were to pick, you know, one parent, I would want them both there. Um, but to leave them out if I had to, maybe like a, a present day artist like Drake or I don't know. It's tough to say. I'm trying to think of other industries too, but sports, philosophers, sports is good. philosophers. Oh, this is a lot deeper. Engineers. Wow. Maybe, uh, obviously business people you have, I think that wow. person, um, maybe get I'm, really deep and go into like a Nostradamus. Or like, a, like a Leonardo da Vinci. You could. That'd be crazy. Galileo. Wow. Elon Musk with Nostradamus? Wow. Wow. And Mac Miller's there. And, <laughs> and he's giving you guys like a little private, you know, song, the best day ever. Wow. That'd be sick. <laughs> I'm in. 
So that'd be your third? That's a deep question. I think, yeah, let's go back to like a Nostradamus or like a Leonardo da Vinci just to kind of spice it up. And you know why I'm asking that is because... You have him here. <laughs> come on, come on in. Welcome. Well, look, I I wasn't supposed to actually say this, but my my next podcast is actually uh, Elon Musk and uh, Wow, <laughs> Whoa. wow. But one day, you never know. You never know. We're the bridge because we're just Joe Rogan coming. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, I'd have to go to his, but I don't think he'd come here. Um, uh, maybe. Um, I know he does saunas, so that, he that's does. interesting. He does. I think he would like that. Yeah. Yeah. He's a big workout guy. Yeah, workout, yeah. saunas, cold plunge. Uh, yeah, I'll be yeah. Like, that'd be so cool. Um, yeah, so the reason why I wanted to ask that is because first, it, it always brings out interesting answers and you come to find out kind of who this person is and who this person is. Yeah. Obviously not entirely, but you, you get, get an just, idea. Yeah. You get, yeah, you get an idea of like, you get an idea. You know, mm -hmm. if I were to say, um, you know, three sports people, you kind of get what type of person I am in, yeah. in a way, you know, what I like. You like sports. What, I like, yeah, you know, yeah. exactly. I'm a sports geek, you know. Um, yeah, so that's why, uh, so interesting. And then Okay, so let me ask you a question then. Let's turn the table. So who's your favorite, let's say, athlete of all time? Only one. Only one. I would have said a different answer 15 years ago because I was younger and it would have been a hockey player because I was playing hockey. Right. I don't think I would have that same answer right now. <sighs> that one, that, that selective is very it is tough. Favorite athlete is obviously... <sighs> or let's, let's narrow it down. Let's say favorite... Okay, so I, have, I have, you know, three that are in there. Okay. George St. Pierre. Okay. Alexander Ovechkin okay. and Sidney Crosby. Fair. Okay. And the reason why I'm saying 15 years it would have been different is because after I stopped playing hockey when I was like 19, you know, for me it was like I'm closing that door. I'm not listening to hockey anymore. I'm not paying attention to it. I'm not playing it. I'm, I'm, I close that door because if I look at it, You're gonna, it always draws you back in. Yeah, it draws me back. I start thinking blah, blah, blah. Now, or after that, I mean, up until now, I got, you know, I got into MMA and UFC when I was like in 20, uh, 2007, 2008 or something. Back when it was like UFC 93, UFC 80, like very, very early UFCs yeah. even before that. And, uh, and then obviously George St. Pierre. Uh, up until this day is because I like his discipline. I like his discipline too after his sports mm -hmm. career. Mm -hmm. uh, when I was younger, I looked up to Alexander Ovechkin. And that was my like player. And I think it's because I got attached to his branding more right. than anything else. Not his style of play, but his branding. The way he, you know, as a young kid, you're seeing the way he dresses himself on the ice. His yellow, yellow laces, that tinted It was visor. so different. I've Didn't you have a it. picture with him? Yep. I, you I should met him, just uh, pop it up like right here. Right here. Okay. And yes, I'm 12 years old. <laughs> not seven. <laughs> I had to. Um, yeah, I, I met him. That was crazy. Um, that, that was insane. And that was his rookie year, which was... Even crazier. Even crazier. Where'd you meet him? I met him at the Bell Center after his practice. So my wow. really good friend was... Um, I don't know if I should say his name. Okay, just George. Yeah. 
Yeah. John. Fred. Yeah. Well, let me know if I hit well, it. Alex. Is it, you guys are probably <laughs> going to know out of the first name, Stefan. Sure. M? Yes. Okay. Played hockey with him. Oh, yeah. Nice. Okay. So, him. So, he was my childhood friend. And I'm not saying his name, just I, I, we're on good terms. It's because right. I, don't, I don't know if he wants his name out there or right. not. But, um, yeah, that was my childhood friend. Uh, and then he called me up the, the night before or the day before at like later at night. And he's like, Oh, and just like very casual. And I think because him coming from the family, he is, I guess he's used to that entourage, mm, right? you know, as a child and everything growing up, I get the call and he's, and he, he tells me, he's like, Oh, and just like super casual. He's like, Oh, do you want to go tomorrow to meet Alexander Ovechkin? I'm like, what? <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess. Like, I, uh, how do you how do you respond you don't, to that? Yeah, yeah. No, it's uh, weird. So yeah, we went the next day. We watched the Habs practice, then Washington Capitals, and then after that, we went like in the hallway of the dressing room of the the Caps, and uh, he came out and we spoke. I was wearing his jersey. He signed my jersey. I had a rookie card that was that's still framed, so it's like framed inside. Nice. And I signed his rookie card, so he signed it. And uh, it was like a blur, you know. It, was, it went yeah, quick, huh? It went quick. Someone was saying a blur before recording. Yeah. Someone mentioned a blur of how, like how the events, you know. Yeah. Blur, how fast it goes. How fast it goes. Yeah. And, you know, prior to meeting him, I'm like, I'm going to say these things. I'm going to, you know. Oh, you're you're right. you plan it out. You plan it out. Once you get into the moment, it's just a rush of adrenaline and everything's just gone. Oh, yeah. And nothing of that happened. Yeah. Uh, I was just like, uh, he's there. And I'm like super small at 12 years old, like super small. Um. So yeah, that was that was interesting, but again, like you know, I had that that moment, but I don't have that like oh my god. Like, yeah. I kind of did have it obviously because I'm I'm young and stuff, but I don't know, I don't know. It's just it's okay. It's so odd. just just for a conversation, like let's take George Saint Pierre, yeah, as your top athlete, yeah. Now, would you rather have a dinner conversation with him, yeah, or take half a million dollars, GSP? I saw that question from no. uh, on Twitter by Andrew Tate. Um, I saw I saw that question because he kept retweeting something like that, and GSP. The reason why, and I'm probably I don't want to come off to sound like, like come on, you're not shooting 500k, like, yeah, or any number. Well, okay, maybe not any number, but <laughs> 20 million, like reason, like 500k makes sense. <clears throat> The reason why I think is because I have everything I need right now. I'm okay. Yeah. I'm, 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 I, I, me and my girlfriend tell each other this all the time. I'm good. Not good in terms of monetary, but like I'm good just you're because just content. I'm you're, content. You're happy. I'm li- what else do you need more? Yeah. I flew in private jets. I, you know, drove Ferraris or thing. I never owned any of this for the record. <laughs> Yet. It gets normal. Yet. It gets normal. Yeah. It really gets normal. And, you know, after, like, say you come to taste a certain thing or a food or you taste a certain experience for once, for one, 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 like, before tasting it, you're like, oh, my God, oh, this, this. And then you see a little red carpet here in front of the jet or whatever. And then there's food on on your seat and table. The third time, you know. It's the same thing. It is. It becomes normal. It really becomes normal, and I've realized. And I'm not saying like, I'm a multimillionaire, billionaire, but I kind of have the understanding that it does. It becomes normal. Yeah. I taste a certain food for the first time, or a certain restaurant, or I go to a nice penthouse hotel, or mm-hmm. or a nice restaurant. 
how, what more do you want? How many yeah. times is it, it's not going to taste mm. different? No, the experience exactly. is not going to be different. Yeah. And it just becomes normal. But, you know, that GSP conversation, I think, would bring me lifelong value. Yeah. And it would bring, bring me different perspectives because at 500K, yes, I could invest it, make more money to get what more material things yeah. I, I'm, I'm okay yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm eating fine like i sleep well you know it's it's all good like what else do i need yeah and i don't know if it's different because it's not actually on the table yeah that, that choice it's not actually realistic it's not there yeah but i think i would have that that dinner with him because no recordings completely off what scene are we in are we actually having you know where where are we where yeah. are we are we you know at his house at my house are we in a restaurant and what that conversation is like would i get to ask him and it's because you learn these certain values from these high achievers i call them these high performing yeah. high performance achievers high performance individuals like that there's so much value behind that yeah. and that could bring you a million and not 500k Absolutely. If, if you're shooting for the monetary value but they're like not everyone becomes a world champion not everyone um you know gets to the pinnacle or the apex of their yeah. of their um uh, craft so that's the most interest interesting thing if i offered you guys 500k or an actual dinner with mac miller yeah on honestly and it's tough because that that money thing say you already and i'm not saying you don't but say you already had 20 million and you yeah. know a million dollars in your bank or whatever it is that conversation i you know me as a kid like i know obviously i was a kid but i always said like i would love to go in the studio and just listen Oh, to him work in his element oh, you know yeah. just being there in the environment like that i wouldn't take a million dollars for it you know, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like you're there with the person who's perfected his craft, like you just mentioned, and just taking it in, see him work, yeah. see him in his element. I I don't think there's there's a price on that. I, I totally agree with that. And it's the experience like that you're not yeah. able to replicate. Zero. You'll go the first time and the second time, like it could be totally different, but a different experience. Right. Yeah. The 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 thing with like all the, the like what's 500 thousand dollars gonna bring me you yeah know? i could spend yes. it in a day you then could, it's not there yeah, but that experience yeah. stays forever oh. see i like to ask the question because it really does kind of show who the person is or what they're prioritizing and to kind of you know piggyback on what you just said like there's there is a lot of variables that go into it like that's life-changing money for a lot of people and you can't take that away from anyone who wants to take the money uh, exactly but on the other flip side of the coin too a lot of people say don't meet your idols because what happens if you and they're not need the money and you decide not to take it because you want the dinner but then you meet your idol and they're, they don't care about you they don't care about the conversation they're just there because they're getting paid there's a lot of things that go yeah. into it but kind of like what you were saying too but like the fast cars and living that kind of lifestyle with the jets and whatever like like mark was saying being able to get that experience of being in the studio with him like i've been in studios with artists i've met really like big people i've done a lot of nice things like you have like you said, nothing will take away from that experience, but it does get old after a while. Like it gets kind of normalized. Yeah. But my first experience in the studio, my first experience meeting certain people or being able to do things that most people can't do, that's something that you money you can't exchange for. That's yeah. you don't get that every day. It's on a, it's on an opportunity that many people get. And for me, any day of the week, I would rather take the experience and the money, even though that is life changing money for a lot of people, especially myself. But. Oh. There, money comes and goes those experiences don't and that's yeah. just bottom line for me 
Yeah. I totally agree with yeah. that, and it's it's the it's the experience, and it's also the feeling. And I don't know yeah. if that is linked to the word experience, but it's yeah. the feeling you get, like you know that. Well, feeling, an experience is gives you a feeling. Yes, it, it's parallel. Exactly, it goes hand in hand. There you go. It goes hand in hand, but that feeling, like it's you know, the, yeah. you know, when you feel something, that that feeling, like you felt it either meeting him or listening yeah. to a song, or that feeling of you reading the headline, or. That feeling, you know, that quick goosebump, a rush, mm, emptiness, yeah. or I don't know, the the thing, the you, blurriness. You can't buy that. You can't. You can't. And yeah, so and the, the you know to to speak about like oh you know never meet your idols. Yeah. For me, and uh, yeah, okay, so we'll use the word idol, but for me, like I don't really have idols. Yeah. But I I, I understand that word, and I think a lot of people are referring to the the meaning of that to, uh, to yeah. idol, but like, you know, now that, that you're saying the thing, never meet your idols because they, they won't, they maybe won't yeah. turn out who you thought they were. I think that, and I, I don't know because I'm not in it and I didn't experience it, but mm-hmm. I don't know if once that would come into play, if that did occur, would that just bring me as much value? Because it just teaches me that, I think I, it does know. in the long run because that kind of teaches you that everyone's human and that you have to take them for face value. It's not just because you mm-hmm. have this idealistic, you know, celebrity image of them that they're going to be some crazy cool person that's going to love everybody and they're so cool. But I've had that experience personally. Uh, a lot of close friends mm-hmm. of mine have shared stories of meeting their idols and it just it ruins the image that you have of them for one. Like for example, if you look if you idolize and you look up to someone from childhood and then you meet them and they're a complete asshole. Yeah. Not only does that ruin your perception of who you looked up to for so long, but it ruins your perception of, you know, what did you think of people? Now, like, if, if someone else kind of fits that role, are they the same person? And you start to question a lot of different things. And, I mean, look, don't not to take away, there's a lot of cool people out there. But, but there's a lot of... The, the, there's a common line under the, the saying, don't meet your idols for that reason. Or if, if you really do idolize someone, keep it as a as an outside basis because sometimes when you meet them it could ruin that i never thought of it like that too that's the crazy thing i never thought of yeah. it like that and i never heard of that like i don't want to mention know. anyone in particular there's one artist that i do love i love his music he's a I, I love his stuff but i've heard many stories of personal encounters that he is a complete asshole <sighs> to a lot of people and that did change my my perspective on who he is as a person but again, it's one of those things where I'm glad I didn't get to experience it because it might have ruined his music for me. It might have ruined everything that I've ever kind of thought of him. But, you know, knowing that too, it, it kind of reaffirms that like, you know, keep your idols or whoever you look up to in a certain degree apart from what you are doing in front of you. That's so interesting. Again, I never heard of that. Because so. <laughs> now that you say it, like, makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. It can actually turn out like that. Yeah. You actually do have dinner with that yeah. idol, that person you're sitting across from him or her. Yeah. Um, Ah. <laughs> imagine some people like actually do yeah. like those encounters that either friends or people that you know yeah. have had imagine like them and then the, all these years they're looking up to this person and they're like oh shit yeah. like kind of hate this then person. you also and start to one. doubt yourself like okay well i just gave up money to have this dinner and then i just got nothing out of it so i should have took the money it's like a slap in the face yeah. but i think yeah. the underlying of the question is like everyone always asks um i think it's like jay-z like would you rather have x amount of money or a dinner with jay-z And people always ask that because Jay-Z is like a mogul in the music industry. And for me, that's kind of what the question was about is like having a dinner with a certain someone, you can gain so much from that conversation or that knowledge that you could reapply in places that you can't with money. Yeah, Like you could have half a million dollars and invest it and do whatever you want. 
thinking that you know how to do it, but having that knowledge, that expertise of talking to a George St. Pierre, who, like you said, is at the apex of his career, you can't get that with money. Yeah. That's not something you could buy. So that's why experiences for me will always mm -hmm. outweigh kind of the monetary value, but to each their own. Yeah, and it's to see the way they are too. Like, yes, they re you, you see the cover pages of like, you know, their, their belts, their trophies mm -hmm. and stuff, but it means to see how this person is structured. Yeah. I'm all about like structure and habits and routine. I, I, I'm just, yeah. I like those things. So it means to find out like how this person is, what their habits are, what yeah. their routine is. and how they perform and how they stay focused and how they stay focused because everyone, no matter what level you are, distracted. you're yeah. you get distracted. You're not always motivated. Um, just all of those things. So for me, it's to like break down the person yeah. to see who this person is and how their structure is, you know, and like you said before, you know, we're all human. Yeah. So for me, that's the most, uh, yeah. Interesting. That's interesting always thing. been very interesting to me too. Like being able to see the human behind the celebrity or the image oh. is something that I just, I find myself kind of looking through to, to try to see somebody. And I think it's cool too, because there's a lot of artists that I know who are like bigger named artists that I'm really close with. And it's weird sometimes we're like, let's say we go to a show and I bring a friend to the show and they have like this starstruck or like this fanboy kind of like, oh my God, like that's so cool. And I think it's just because I'm either... Again, I hate talking about it because it makes me kind of seem conceited where I'm like used to it now. But to me, it's just like they're just normal people. They're mm -hmm. just human beings. They're just artists that are, you know, co-workers or whatever you want to call it, which I completely understand the other aspect of like, oh, my God, that's a fan. Like, like that's crazy. They're in front of me. Yeah. But it's cool being able to see the difference because like the person beside me could be thinking about, oh, my God, this person's so cool. The trophies, the accolades. And I'm over here thinking like I just had a conversation with them last night. Like, what'd you have for breakfast? Like that, that polarity of like being human, but also being looked at as like an icon is such a weird thing to most people because it, usually you fall on one side or the other. Yeah. It's very hard to see both. You're right. And for the general population, I think most of them would be fans or like, you know, you look at someone who's on top of their game, like Drake, like it's hard to look at Drake and be like, hmm, I wonder what he did this morning. Like when did he brush his teeth? But most people are seeing Drake like he has a hundred something million dollar house he's always on you know jets or his plane he's doing this he's doing that like it's it's hard to kind of bridge that gap for a lot of people yeah especially big like that yeah <laughs> i think the bigger you get the harder it is to kind of it, it goes further i think yeah right? like that whole polarity yeah. of... at the end of the day they're, they're still human but it is it is tough to see that middle ground yeah um so <laughs> it was interesting we kind of segued into <laughs> <Yeah>. this <laughs> um so I want to know more, just more, uh, more details because I didn't ask you guys before about the the celebration of Mac. Yeah. Um, like, what kind of give an idea of what this is to me? I don't. I like. I have an idea. I guess of yeah. what it is, but tell me what it what it is. What you guys do? What uh, I guess people get out of it in terms of the experience? Um, what is it like? How can I attend? When is it? What, what are? What, give me the scoop. I guess if I were to ask you right now, like, what is it? What's the event? How does it work? Um, you could base yourself also on the one that you guys just did. The mm -hmm. one that you guys just did was on, or the, both of them, I mean? Both of them, oh, uh, September 2nd September and 9th. September 2nd and September 9th. Something like that. It's hard for us and to remember dates September. just because, for I one, it's a blur, but it changes every year depending yeah, exactly. on which weekend we, we right, end up doing right. it on. So. so it's usually the first portion of September. second for for the most part yeah um it's changed a couple times based on there's a couple things behind the scenes that we have to kind of play around with but um it's usually we try to do it on the first weekend of september um and then now that we're expanding we have to kind of play with the dates on what kind of fits best for each city but it for this year was the beginning of september 
Nice. Um, so yeah, give me the, the rundown, I guess, of what it was or what it is. And then maybe later we could get into what you guys envision. We don't need to, but we can maybe yeah, just base ourselves sure. on the last two years just to get an idea of for people who are not necessarily seeing posts yeah. or right. seeing what it is. Maybe some people would want to be like, oh, shit, I didn't know this existed. I'm going to, you know, I live close. So I'm going to take a flight. Right, right. More people. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, yeah. So give me and, and even for myself, like I have, you yeah. know, the base understanding of what it is. So, um, like I was mentioning earlier, like uh, Blue Slide Park is like a, a pinnacle of Mac Miller's music. You know, he had a full album titled this. So it was just like a, a way to bring people together at that specific place. Um, I don't think there's any other place that we would love to do it. Um, Blue Slide Park is definitely uh, iconic in the Mac Miller scene. Um, Which is where? It's in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, yeah. in Point Breeze, more precisely. It's okay. like a little district around there. It's like a very cute city. Like it's very like markets and everything. Yeah, it's, it's, it's where he grew up. So in a lot yeah. of his early music videos, you see a lot of the scenery. You see yeah. the places that you yeah, pass yeah. by on the way there. So it's really cool. So like even for fans who who come there for the, the event at Blue Slide Park, like they're able to do so many things around the park that are like linked to the videos. Yeah, I mean, at the park, uh, usually we, we have like a, just a simple gathering. It's free for everyone, all ages. Um, should I keep going? No, okay, sorry to bother um, it's a It's a gathering for all ages, and um, we have usually live artists that do paintings there um, of Mac Miller, of uh, things re related, super talented artists. Uh, we have live music DJs playing uh, for four or five hours, depending on how long uh, the event is. Um, and it's just a gathering of all fans being together and sharing experiences, you know, dancing, talking, laughing. You know, it's uh, it's honestly really beautiful. And then we have our uh, after party that, uh, that we just started mm -hmm. introducing last year, which yeah. we're kind of taking a toll on finding ways to expand that again to kind of bring into the aspect of like celebrating his life. So yeah. giving people a more intimate feeling during the day so people could be at a place that is iconic to Mac Miller. A place to kind of share the memories and, and experience that whole encapsulating memory of him but then also bringing in the after party aspect so again people could you know kind of wind down a bit enjoy themselves meet new people like just have fun um and the one thing that i do want to mention that i think we mentioned earlier too is that we could explain it and we can kind of draw the picture for you but until you go I'm there and this is based on like again our words but the words of people that that always attend well look i've seen videos and pictures yeah, it, it, it's, a, it's a weird thing because it's not the same as pictures. It, when you get there, it's just a different experience. Do you want to unlock your peak performance? Today's sponsor can help you do just that. Ever wondered how to track your heart rate 24-7, monitor your sleep, and measure your daily strain effortlessly? Introducing the Whoop Strap, the answer to all your performance and recovery needs. With its sleek design and real-time data at your fingertips, sync seamlessly with your smartphone for in-depth insights and recommendations. Trusted by elite athletes and health enthusiasts worldwide, the Whoop Strap is your partner in reaching your full potential. Don't miss out. Elevate your performance with the Whoop Strap today. It's essentially a coach on your wrist for everything recovery and performance related. And a little detail I absolutely love is that the Whoop Strap does not have a screen, so I love this. That's why you see me wearing it on all my videos. It's lightweight and has really helped me stay consistent with building healthy habits. Get a free Whoop Strap and free first month by visiting join.whoop.com forward slash jhorniak or click the link in the description. 
Now, back to the podcast. Okay. So we so, covered the park. Yeah, the park. Cody was starting to explain the, the after party, quote unquote. Yeah, so it was the after party. I think the last thing I said was talking about how it's a different experience being there than from what you see online. On your phone or on yeah. your computer. Um, okay. So say if we base ourselves on the one that just happened, uh, beginning of September or last month, pretty much, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, last month. Um, pretty much almost day for day-ish. Uh, so yeah, to, yeah, yeah. Last month, uh, so you guys did two events where it was a gathering of a lot of people. Yeah. Um, two, you know, for the celebration of Mac. Um, so you guys did Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, Blue Slide Park. Yep. And then after party was, or uh, or, I mean, general area was close to Pittsburgh. Perfect. Yeah. Then uh, an, a second event for the first time. Yeah. For the first time. How many days later? Uh, you said it was a week. The, it was, it was a, week. a week. Perfect. Yeah. So the second event this year was in? Los Angeles. Los Angeles, California. And where was this? Because there's no Blue Slide Park, I imagine. Yeah. So that was one of the tough kind of logistic things that we had to talk about. Because obviously Pittsburgh is the only place that makes sense to do this uh, for a celebration, I guess. Being his hometown, being there's so many more, I guess, experiences that people can get coming to the event. Again, for one, being at the park, which is iconic to him. Yeah. But being in that general area where you could experience things that you've seen in music videos, you've seen where he grew up, you've seen where he went to school. Like, that's his area. Like, you get to live that. The scenes from all the video clips. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, like, you, it's, it's by itself is an immersive experience because you're getting to live through everything you've seen growing up and getting to experience what he got to see every day. Um. Now, obviously, the, the hard part is when you want to expand to different cities, that isn't a thing you can do because there's only so many things that you can bring from other cities that make sense. Makes sense, yeah. So we decided to just do a simple after party in LA, which was just we rented a venue. We kind of did it there, um, which, you know, people were kind of saying it felt like going to one of his concerts. Like, that was the best way to explain it, which is such a gratifying feeling oh to reach that kind of level yeah. of being oh. able to give people that experience. But... Apart from that is, is one of our challenges is what can we implement to give people more of an immersive experience that's not in Pittsburgh? Because again, when you're there, you have all these things to do, um, which is a challenge for us coming up, uh, wanting to expand to different cities. But for LA this year was just like the after party vibe. Nice. Which kind of brings a different, uh, would it bring a different crowd in that situation, you think? Yes and no, because people did kind of ask like, okay, well, what are we doing in LA? Because people were also expecting, okay, well, if Pittsburgh that we've been doing for the past five years looks like this yeah. and you're doing a new city now, how does that look compared to Pittsburgh? Hmm. Which was, again, a challenge to us because you don't want to downplay what we do already and you don't want to give people a half experience of what they could be getting in Pittsburgh because then it's, it's not the same. Right. So how did the idea and why did the idea come about of expanding to a, a second location and... and did this was this last minute? I imagine not because hey, no, it, it, can, it can be last yeah, minute. Yeah, it can exactly. Be. Yeah. I mean, um, so so where did that idea? Like, did you write? Did you text each other and be like, you know, Mark, Cody, we gotta we gotta do this here because we're seeing that our engagement. There's a lot of people from the West Coast. Yeah. Did it work like that? I mean, too? more or like? less. I think um, we wanted to expand in the West Coast because we knew our demographic from our social pages, there was a big percentage in LA. Mm -hmm. um, so it just made sense, but also getting messages of people like messaging us moving or expanding was a, it's a long-term process. We, we've been talking about it for like two, three years. So, you know, it's a work in progress and we finally made it happen last year. Um, but yeah, it's just, 
especially going with demographics, we have to focus on who our audience is. Yeah. And that goes for anything. I mean, you have to target that specific market. We're not going to go to a place or a country that like there's no engagement. So it doesn't make sense. So it was it was definitely a lot of research put into it. Uh, see what we think would work best and try to plan accordingly. So it's at a point now where, and I'm not saying it wasn't at a point, but it, it's at a point now where it's like, it's a big project. It's a big, mm-hmm. um, it's a big, uh, I don't know if the word is business necessarily there because that falls into like a monetizable yeah. branch. So mm-hmm. it's a big, uh, it's a big project. It's a big project that continues to, you know, the snowball continues to grow. The yeah. machine is getting bigger as two people who are in it right now together running the Mac Miller memoir. Um, like, what is it like being two? Because being one person, you know, everything is on, you know, let's say you or it's on the individual. But now do you guys have like talks to where Cody, you're doing this, Mark, you're taking care of this. Is there individual uh, tasks that, you know, he's taking care of and vice versa? Or is it at a point where it's like that? Or you guys just know how to divide it well without even really meeting each other and telling each other? Because, you know, at a certain point, and it's only going to get, get bigger. <laughs> yeah. um, like, how does that work? Just because I'm not in a position where I'm, I have, you know, a second, third person yeah. beside me where it's like, you know, you're, you're at the table together and have the blueprints in front of you. And you're like, okay, Mark, this is your task. This is, like, does it work like that now? Or? I mean, I think we both know our strengths. Yeah. So when it comes to and like, weaknesses. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Like for networking, for example, he's a lot better than I am. I don't take care of the emailing. I don't take care of any of that. But when it comes to a business admin or like numbers, punching in numbers, I could do that. I love doing that. So for, for me, it just, it's like, it works hand in hand. It compliments well. Yeah. yeah. I think we got, I, I'm not going to say lucky, but like I've known Mark pretty much my entire life. So like getting to know his strengths and weaknesses over the years, even before we started any of this, it made everything a lot easier going into it because I already knew like, okay, he's really good at some things. I'm really good at some things. And like, they complement each other. That's amazing. So, I mean, there is, there is a lot of things still where, you know, obviously, like you said, as we expand, the challenges get bigger. So we have the equal shared kind of opportunity to sit down and like, okay, we both don't know how to do this. So like, how do we work together to figure this out? And it's a learning Um, opportunity for both of us at the same time, you know? So, and I think it helps too that obviously we bump heads like everybody else. Yeah. But there, we, we come together in the shared kind of passion of like, we want to do this for the greater cause. Yeah. So being able to, again, put our differences aside and like, okay, how do we figure this out together? Like, we need to solve this. Um, and like he said, business admin or like analytics when it comes to social media, like he does this for a living now. So he's really good at yeah. that aspect. Um, when it comes to like, again, the social networking or whatever, like that's always been a strength of mine. So again, put together, I mean, they complement each other. Yeah. So that's for the most part. Nice. So get a bit more specific. I'm I'm interested. Mm -hmm. What would you say like is, is his, you know, is his, is his his strength? I'm I'm interested in that because like it's some good self-awareness for what you're saying and what you're saying, but like for you or for you to be like, not necessarily vulnerable Mm -hmm. or just self-aware of the other person. And I, I think like you just said, the foundation to the fact that you guys knew each other young age i think that solidifies a lot a lot and you know the person too on top of you know the strengths and weaknesses but if you were to just the compliment side of things in Mm -hmm. terms of strength what would one person say to the other like what would you say to him like in terms of like 
like it's inter it's interest it's interesting to me just because yeah. the fact that like you know it's um it's a two man project and yeah. like it's a project that's really growing expanding it's um you know it's like two really good friends that came together to yeah. to to create this and that are putting time towards something um and i know i know it's a funny question but yeah. like just like what what's the and yeah like vice versa too like what's the, what's the one thing you would say i guess about mark in terms mm -hmm. of his top quality in terms of like just yeah whatever and then same thing for for you yeah. just I mean, because again it's it's it brings a lot of um understanding of who the person is yeah and um it's cool that on the spot too like there's mm -hmm. that awareness together yeah the fact that two people are on the same like uh train yeah you know and and they know their seats on on the train and i'm gonna take it in i'm gonna soak it in be nice with it yeah just, like, just the interaction that we're having now kind of speaks to like just how we are again in, in a friendship but let alone a partnership yeah. when it comes to business um I think the one thing that I really appreciate about him is just his trust and his vision and things. And that, that again, underlying whether we're complimentary or we butt heads or whatever it may be, yeah. the fact that we have trust in each other to get things done or have that same vision in the long run over complements everything. So I think when it comes to, for example, like if we're trying to do or try to brainstorm a certain social media push or how we're going to you know, promote a certain announcement coming up. I can fully trust and give it to him to like, you know what it's going to look like, what what's going to work the best, what's going to push the best. And I could sit back and trust that anything he does is going to work. I mean, even there, it's like, it's not even a solo job. It's like, it's a back and forth. Yes. You're, you're going to write a text, send it to me. Okay, proofread it. It's good. Send it back to you. And like, it's, yep. it just bounce back. And trust for me is also a big thing. Like, I know your head is going towards the right direction. I know we want to go where we want to be, you know? So it was just... I mean, I could hand off a project to him and there, there's been a year where I I had to branch off for personal reasons and he took the workload and didn't say one thing, you know? So, I mean... Which, I mean, wasn't easy, but I also knew in the back that, like, he was able to do whatever he could do. So, I, I didn't... I never felt like... Trust. That's yeah, I never felt like he's just dumping everything on me and I had to take the workload. But being able to know that, like, he still took on whatever he could, again, just speaks to the trust. But things have to get done a certain way and like again anything that i could put on him or vice versa it's going to get done in the same respect of whatever i would do or whatever he would do it's already a, like a mutual agreement as to like what it's going to look like as a finished project and i'd like to say the communication is also in there there's times where you're going to message me like i can't do this this week so yeah. i'm going to take on the workload or like vice versa you know there's always that like communication and i think that's what a lot of people are missing is just being able to vocalize and trusting the other your partners or your your colleagues you know i can't do this can you help me out yeah. just voicing that you, you alleviate yourself from so much work and like you're able to focus on your own things you know and yeah. come back stronger afterwards together everyone achieves more yes. this whole team made approach. teamwork yep. I, I love it um yeah it's it's what would you you know the two together with where you are now and what you've learned because i imagine that it's a, been a huge learning curve too at the same yeah, time it continues to be for anyone no matter where you reach your you know your craft mm -hmm. uh what would wh what would you give us like a a tip for for people starting their own project or a suggestion or 
it, it doesn't need to be either like analytical. It could be just, you know, trust in one another mm -hmm. or find the right partner, make sure it's the right person. Like, yeah. Or, you know, is there anything like that you, you guys would suggest just with everything that you learned up, up to now? Um, just, you know, working together and building this project, visioning probably together some mm -hmm. ideas and like spitballing together, like certain brainstorm, you know, brainstorming ideas. What would you, what would your tip, I guess, be to people either listening to this, have something similar. And I think people just active on social media, wanting to grow their presence and build a community because I think brands that are able to build a community, um, are very successful. Yeah, if you're I able agree. to build a community in terms like you're pretty much building a cult. But like yeah. the, the community, yeah. um, the community, if you're able to do that and create the community and bring people together for this thing or this person, there's a lot of success with that. So yeah, yeah what would, I guess you could go first. Yeah. Uh, what, what would your, what would, what would you say? I think the, the most simple is like, it's so easy to get caught up in numbers, especially when you're starting out where, you know, no, numbers meaning like the analytics. Yeah. Like not views like money, or likes. Right? No, not money. Okay. Um, I mean, for some people, depending on what business you're starting, it could be money. Um, but for someone like myself, like who is a self-declaimed perfectionist, um, it's very easy to get caught up in this didn't get enough views or this isn't getting likes or why did this perform better than last week or like what's going on. Um, and I think the one thing that helped us kind of start out and even today is that we just don't care about stuff like that because we're doing it for the right reasons. Mm. And I think it, you know, doesn't matter what project you're working on. If you're doing it for a purpose and you have something that's not just based on views or, or money or likes, that'll always get you to the next step because you're not constantly thinking about why didn't this perform as well? Or why isn't this getting likes? You're just pushing through because you know, your long-term goal is going to be the same regardless. Yeah. I think it would be listening, listening to your audience. I mean, is, is it, sorry, is it listening to your audience and also listening to, um, just like people around you that is not your audience, if that makes sense. Yeah. Or just listening overall. Just listen. Take a step back and just that's sit good. down and listen and just learn. I think that's, you know, when we started, we were, we weren't that, you know, it was just different content. Uh, we were just pushing content, seeing what was working, what wasn't working, and taking a step back and look at like the bigger picture. We we're able to learn and like grow from that. I think building a, a community, sorry, is. It's literally learning your audience how to convey a certain message. And that's the entire basis of our marketing is just we know what they want. We mm -hmm. put that content forward and we're going to keep doing that. Yeah, just to, I can touch on what he's saying, because even with what we have now is like a fan page. And anyone who's ever had one or, or has that idea in their head, it's very hard to drive that a certain direction because there's only a certain amount of things you could post. Eventually, you're going to fall into the loop of everything's going to be repeated mm. because there's only you can't be doing technically original content because you're, you're a fan page. Right. So for us, it was, again, like you said, finding out what worked in the beginning. And we really had to, you know, f walk that fine line between being a fan page and almost having that business mindset of like figuring out what works and what doesn't and how to push that boundary of remaining with the fan content, yeah. but keeping it original enough to, to be like where none of the other pages are posting that or what works and what's standing out. So like he said, there's a lot of learning in it. It's learning to, you know, find those little pockets of, of what works and what doesn't and being able to, again, walk that line. What's the long-term goal with uh, the Mac Miller memoir? 
I think, or, uh, or now, it, or, I mean, talking for myself, I think uh, long term goal is uh, obviously expanding, uh, maybe doing other cities. Um, if the demand's there, obviously, we're not going to do other cities if, you know, no one wants to have those events in those cities. But um, expanding, probably uh, making it a more immersive experience, creating experiences for the people that come, uh, adding uh, some sort of events, maybe making it a week long type of thing. Wow. Like, you know, there, there's, we, we already started collabing with, um, last year we had like a tattoo artist that did a pop-up shop uh, for Mac Miller Tattoos one day. So what? we had that. There was uh, another uh, person that we worked with uh, who did like a, he has like, what is it, a food? Yeah, he has his own like food kind of pop-up event yeah, where he has like his sick. own food menu customized to be a Mac Miller yeah. theme. Oh, really? He integrated like an art gallery sort of vibe where like people could submit their Mac Miller art, which was really cool. It was really immersive. Um, but it's cool too because like, with what he's explaining is we're able to kind of incorporate these like local artists and these local kind of like businesses to really showcase what the city has to offer and bringing in the best of both worlds where it's, you know, Mm -hmm. our supporters who are coming for the events, but also showcasing what the city has to kind of incorporate them, which is really cool. So if I understand like a huge part of it is like the in-person celebrations from celebration of Mac for Mac. Yeah. That's pretty much the big core of the mac miller memoir now, yeah right absolutely mm-hmm. um because i think that's what differentiates us we host so... all those those events we're not just a fan page we're a uh, fan page that yeah. actually like with a physical immersive yeah exactly it's like uh yeah and event. that's again shout out to both of us for like our business kind of analytic side of our heads where it's like we had this thing in front of us and we saw an opportunity to really bring the fans something greater than just a fan page mm-hmm. online um is is there a and you know you can tell me if if you guys want to speak about this i'm just curious because i have no idea are you allowed to monetize anything and do you want to fall into something like that or no so it's it's tricky to talk about because we we don't we don't really care about stuff like that and at the same time it's it's we we want to walk a line where we're really respectful to the estate and to the to management the family to make sure that we're doing it for the right reasons um, I mean, we've definitely had occasions where people have come to us for sponsors and whatever, and we have to turn them down because that's not what we're leaning towards. Um, the only tricky thing is obviously going forward to expand is the funding. And that is something that we have to lean again towards this fine line of working with the people that we already work with who are so graciously giving us the funding to create these events, but finding a way to, I guess, become self-funding yeah. to create, like sustain these events while also making sure that people understand that we're not profiting off this. We're not trying to put these like money into our pockets for whatever we're, we're doing we're trying to like expand but we have to have the funding behind it so so it's, it's tough oh uh, yeah i could imagine like yeah that, that's tricky there's a fine line like yeah. it's so tricky like you said um i was just curious because i have no clue um so i'm just i'm, I'm thinking um i'm, I'm thinking because it's so it's it's an interesting structure yeah. you know it's an interesting structure of of things and like you said it's it's tricky yeah um so in terms of the funding so how does that work in terms of like do you reach out to people do they reach out to you how could people help the mac miller memoir and you guys to continue this to continue the you know growing the machine mm-hmm. um how does how does that work like how, how, like just even people listening to like, yeah. do they help? Is does it work like that, or is it more private people that you're reaching out to to get donations or funding? Like, how how does it work? Or so do, we want to speak of that. We 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 don't do donations. We don't accept donations. Okay. Um, it's solely from 
people that we can't mention because they, yeah, they, they, they yeah. choose so they choose not to be associated or like directly with yeah. us uh they're happy to do it we're it's just like angel investors in a okay. sense so if if and tell me if i'm, I'm wrong mm-hmm. or right or on the right like side yeah or train of thought there um so it's pretty much like they're seeing that it's bringing a lot of exposure to Mac Miller and it's a celebration of, mm-hmm. you know, it's continuing on his legacy in terms of celebrating. So they're like, continue doing this because we like the positivity it brings back to Mac right. Miller, his yeah. family and entourage. So it's kind right. of that, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't want to get it confused and, and people think that it's some random person giving us money. It's no, definitely, no, no, it's I, definitely I, within the music industry. Absolutely. Yeah, um, yeah. And again, huge shout out to his family and the estate for being super supportive of everything we do. And I think that's one and thing allowing, I have to mention allowing, yeah. that, they were supportive from day one. And again, to walk a fine line of, of not quoting anybody, yes. but someone who's very important to us and important to everything, to have their so immediate support from day one, but to also say that like they trust us with everything that we do. And we're one of the only people that they trust to host these events. So yeah. to have that for ourselves is really important and it means mm-hmm. a lot to us, but also just to, to show again that like, out of everything that we do, just knowing that we have their support and it means a lot to them is, is it's immediate. It's yeah. the immediate attachment. And you mentioned the word trust again, which yeah. is crazy. That's the thing that it takes the most. And you yeah. mentioned that's what, you know, trust. Yeah. You gave that as like a tip. Trust. Um, so, yeah, like for people listening and stuff, it's not just like, oh, you could, they could visit somewhere where could, they, they could like, yeah. find. It's more like. The best uh, way to support us is following us and just showing that you're interested in having those events like supporting yeah, us that's, cool. that's so cool and the fact that there's no like um profit off of it or mm-hmm. it's you're not chasing or, or focusing on creating like a monetizable yeah. profit i think that's even more yeah. interesting because that's what yeah. it, it's not what it's, it's about yeah 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 I, I think that's what there's a huge percentage in there that in terms of the success of it so far i think that's um that's a huge part of it yeah mm-hmm. absolutely and i think people some people probably understand it, see it. I definitely yeah. see it. Um, and I think that plays a huge, um, you know, ret- return, yeah. return of investment, so to speak, mm-hmm. uh, with what you guys, uh, you know, built. Yeah. yeah, It gives us a lot of drive too because it gives us the freedom of being able to like brainstorm ideas and not have to worry about, is this going to make us money or are we losing money here? It's like we have the freedom to you know, come up with our ideas and find ways to, I guess, incorporate it in the funding that we currently have. But again, having such a trustworthy team of people that we kind of work with and being able to pitch ideas to them and like, how do you guys think that this would work out for next year? Like being able to balance those ideas off and not be shut down immediately, which is really supportive. Um, But yeah, taking out the monetary aspect in anything that we do, because again, to this day, we've, we've never touched money. But it gives us the freedom of being able to like just focus on the goal ahead of the mission and not have to worry about anything behind it. Amazing. Mm. Oh, my God. No. That's, that's cool. <laughs> it's nice. Um, so where could people find, I, I know it's straightforward, the Mac mm-hmm. Miller Memoir. Where is it? What's it called? The Mac Miller Memoir, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. X, X Mark. X. <laughs> I'm a social media manager too. Never calling it X. It's Twitter forever. Yeah, so yeah. Twitter, Twitter X. I thought you wanted Elon Musk. At yeah, that's yeah. one of the conversations we're gonna have to have. I don't know. I'm not. Uh, I'm not liking it. I subscribe to X Premium Services. <laughs> you could have. You could have had Mark Zuckerberg at that table with them. <laughs> so the Mac Miller memoir on you know X on any social that any social media yeah. platform. It's all the Mac Miller memoir. 
Just Mac, Mac, Mac Miller, Miller Memoir. Oh, Mac Miller Memoir. Not yeah. the... No. Oh, okay. I thought it was a... Okay, yeah. so Mac Miller Memoir, X facebook Instagram. Is there a website? Not, Not yet. yet. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> wait, I'm done. <laughs> but wait, okay, there's so more. <laughs> on the next episode. So, so can, do you want to say a bit? Um, it just, it's, it's, it it's work in not, progress. Okay. It's work. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. Um, yeah, cool. So, uh, I think, you know, we covered it. I wanted to speak a lot about, you know, what you guys yeah. did together and it's cool too, again, because you guys have a background together in terms of being good friends and, you know, it's not like it wasn't a, a, a link together in terms of like, Hey, you want to start like a business yeah. together, mm. you know, and I'm not saying it's a business, but yeah. it has like structures of that. So that's what I find really cool. And the fact that there's trust both ways, mm -hmm. that's difficult. Yep. It's difficult to Absolutely. find. It's difficult to create. It's difficult to have, especially with someone that you have like, um, uh, I guess, a past with. Mm -hmm. um, even, you know, past or not, like it, it's a lot. Yep. It plays a huge role. And, you know, about what you said about listening, I always say uh, you have to listen more than you speak. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I always say that whenever like I'm in like a, a, a circle of like, you know, a conversation with people, or, I always, you know, I'm not the loud extroverted speaker. I always try to no. listen more than I speak just because there's more value and I'm not that type of person. No. But I always say like, listen more than, than you speak. And it's funny that you said, yeah. uh, listen, that's why I asked you, is it only about your audience or is it about the people around you? It's so everywhere. Fact, yeah, it's everywhere, yeah. everywhere, everyone. Um, so yeah, thanks for coming. Thanks, oh, for, thanks for having us. us. Yeah. I know we cut it uh, a couple times, but no. there were for um, little breaks. Yeah. No, is there anything you guys want to say about what you're doing, or uh, maybe what what is coming next year? <laughs> if you want to promote anything, maybe to, you know why not? Um, I mean, we, I can't. Uh, well, I mean, the first thing I want to say is this is a good opportunity for us to again speak on the backside and like the 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 things that people don't get to see leading up to even to like now our fifth year doing this people don't see what goes into putting on the events people just think that we set a date and people show up yeah. um but kind of showing or, or raising awareness that you know there's a lot of work that goes into planning these things you know we work months ahead of time before the events happen um and just you know we really do appreciate everyone who supports us along the way people who you know who show up to the events or people who even just give their gratitude to understand what we do behind the scenes um and yeah, coming up for the future, there's a lot of plans that we have, a lot of uh, nice. expansion ideas, but nothing that we can mention yet. Um, stay tuned. Stay yeah, tuned. Yeah. Turn on notifications. And you'll obviously see it, you know, people will obviously see it if they visit the page. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, you guys want to say your individual pages or leave that out? I'm good. Is that something? Yeah, no? Okay. It's all good. Um, <laughs> it's not about me. It's not. Uh, yeah. No, perfect. Yeah, yeah. You never know because sometimes, you know, people want people want to see also their... Follow me on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, <laughs> Pinterest. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, by all means, if you guys want to look us up, you could just follow the Mac Miller memoir page. We're it's, we're easy it's to there. find on the page. Exactly. If you it's if you linked. need to find us, you'll find us. It's linked. Yeah. Uh, it's just because it's an in, it's interesting to always see who's behind either um, this a project or mm -hmm. this project to, to be specific. It's interesting to see what type of people are behind it. Yeah. Um, because I think a lot of people kind of connect with you guys. In term, not connecting like in terms of like yeah, messaging yeah. you, but connecting meaning like oh they see a, a similarity, right. and I think that's huge too because it, it it could give people some good momentum or a different perspective on what they could do on their inspiring end, inspiring people, inspiring people. So yeah, that's why you know because it's not like and you could correct me if I'm wrong, but you know it's not like you guys are like 
you know, these angel investor people that mm -hmm. are just like, you know, hiring a yeah. team of 50 to do this. And like, you know, it's not that. And I think that's what it, it's an interesting aspect to see each person individually yeah. of what you're, you're like, what you like, what your hobbies are. Mm -hmm. Same thing for you. Yeah. So I think it's cool in the community because people that either come to our events or know us through the memoir kind of got to know us individually. Like most people kind of know who we are now mm -hmm. just by seeing us there or online or whatever. So I mean, again, if, if you need to find us, you, it's, you could find us yeah, on yeah, the page. Yeah. You'll find us. Yeah. Cool, boys. So, well, thank you. Um, Thanks for uh, having us. That was fun. That was uh, fun. I, I was so excited to get you guys here. And yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy too that you guys weren't hesitant to come up. You Absolutely. Know, I was that so excited. Uh, it was and a it, long time in the making. It was yeah, overdue. Yeah. And uh, it supports me too at the same time, having course. you guys on. Um, haven't done hundreds of episodes yet. Um but yeah, just uh, we'll, be, it means we'll, we'll be back round two. Yeah, yeah. yeah round two next year. Maybe, maybe in in at an event. At the event, that'd be crazy wow. on the stage, <laughs> live. That'd be crazy. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, so yeah, um, keep it up, honestly, both of you. Thank it's you. cool to see, and it's fun, you know, Cody, you to see something that you you're attached to that you like yeah. a lot because I know you started things, and you know we spoke about it before. Yeah. It's cool to see. It's fun. I feel it, you know, for you. So I can't yeah. imagine you. And it's fun to, you know, wake up and have something you're attached to and you're good to at it. Yeah. So, you know, same thing for you. And to dive into 100%, you know, the whole social media approach prior to, or maybe at the same time as the Mac Miller memoir, you were telling me, you know, all in on yourself. Yeah. And we exchanged messages a bit. You told me, I'm, you know, I'm all in on this. It's 100%. You're open to learning. It's like, it's good tools that you guys have in your toolbox no. and i think like just being open to and not thinking like you know you're, you guys are listening you guys are just open to learning and look look at you know what yeah. you guys built pretty much and you know regardless of the whole piggybacking off of someone's name already that was established you gotta be you gotta be good yeah we're good. doing it for the right cause and i know that if if he's able to look down and see everything he's happy about it so that's all that matters to us yeah Good boys. Now we're gonna go uh, roast die. in the sauna, yeah. and, uh, and that's yeah. powered by teammates. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 